First of all, um, hello, Mr. Daniel. Hello. Let me introduce yourself. You're a professor. Uh, you're currently a professor of Judaism yes. and religious here in Virginia Tech. Um, a you're visiting an Israel- professor. Mm-hmm. You're an Israeli citizen yeah. from Israel. Yeah. Um, my first question is, what do you think is the difference between the student here in the uh, United States in, uh, compared to the student in Israel? Oh, there are great differences. Uh, students uh, in Israel are much more argumentative. They would pick up a point and try to press it, and they would not turn away from disagreements. And uh, um, so this marked them as rather different from American students. Um, on the other hand, they uh, read much less than American students. Um, they are really very lazy in this respect compared uh, with American students. Though reading is referred to usually in Israel not as scheming, and here sometimes uh, reading assumes the form of scheming. All right. Um now we'll go to a different question. Uh, let's tell me about your childhood. How was was to live in uh, South Israel, right? Yeah, Ashkelon. Mm-hmm. How was it? It was uh, lovely at the time. It was before the uh, those areas uh, came under fire from the Gaza Strip. It was many many years ago. It was last century, really. Yeah. And uh, Ashkelon is a quiet. Um, city on the coastal area of Israel, a very beautiful blue Mediterranean sea nearby, surrounded by sand dunes and very few peoples at a time. Oh, all right. Um, what do you remember most from your childhood? What is the memory that first came up to your head? Uh... Well, I guess that traumas really come oh. first and foremost. <laughs> uh, they have their way of um, resonating mm-hmm. uh, many years afterwards. Um, I um, I remember um, arguing with my teacher about uh, what would constitute to actually uh, comply with homework. <laughs> I tried to come out with an original and very very questionable definition of homework in order to justify uh, me my failure to submit homework, as it were. All right. Um, what do you miss most from Israel, other than your family, of course? What is like, you miss the food, you miss uh, the people, you miss the mentality? Um, I miss the food, really. I miss fresh vegetables and (laughs) fruits that do have a taste, actually. (laughs) And uh, this is what I I guess I I miss the most. Uh, The mentality of Israelis is something that... uh, You could live without. That's right, at least for a long while. (laughs) All right, let's go to a different kind of a topic. 
Israel is well known as a place where there is a lot of terrorism and uh, wars. Uh, how was to grow up with that kind of experiences? Um, well, first one must understand that Israelis experience uh, violence, political violence in Israel naturally differently than those who read or hear about it from the outside. To Israelis, Israel doesn't seem to be as violent mm -hmm. as it appears in the, in the world media. Um, I remember as a child uh, the 1973 war. I was really very young at the time and I remember that there were Egypt, that there were airplanes flying over us and uh, we weren't sure whether there were Egyptians coming from the south mm -hmm. or Israelis uh, flying from the north in order to attack in the What silent. was it? 73, uh, 19, Yom Kippur. Uh, I think the English references is 1973 mm -hmm. war. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, about terrorism, I... I living in Jerusalem that is in a mixed city of uh, of Palestinians and Jews. Mm -hmm. Some of those Palestinians exploding in the middle of um, restaurants, supermarkets and buses. It was rather scary at the time. Uh, the very controversial um, separation barrier or separation wall have mm -hmm. uh, put uh, really an end to this. So regardless of any arguments that could, and in my mind, ought to be launched at the precise path of the separation barrier, whether it should take land from a certain Palestinian village or mm -hmm. not, its mere existence is a life-saving for Israelis and Israeli Jews. Um, I also happened to serve in Lebanon during mm -hmm. the uh, second, uh, no, during the first Israeli-Lebanese war, and uh, I've seen some horrendous things, uh, usually committed by Arabs against Arabs, less so mm -hmm, against mm -hmm. Israelis at the time. Um, you just jumped to my second, my uh, other question. I, first of all, I must confess I'm an Israeli citizen and I serve in the Israeli army as a fighter. As as you said, you served also. And of course, in Israel, it's mandatory um, to join the army and get drafted to the army. But How you know that something like only 70% 70 of Israelis... 70%, yeah, so today. Yes. In your time, it wasn't 70%, I guess. Yeah, it was 80 <laughs> or 90. <laughs> all right. Um, how do you live with those experiences? Like, what is the experience of the army influence in your daily life there is something things that you take because i know i take a lot of my a lot of my uh, uh, uh army experience experiences and like uh implement there in in my life what about you um i guess that i failed to do it in ah. comparison with you um once in a while something some military experience would just jump into my mind mm -hmm. especially around VT when I see this all, all these cadets around yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> marching and doing all kind of things and it, it really brings up memories from the army but I can 
Um, perhaps because I was too mentally young then, because perhaps because of my, the Alzheimer catching up with mm. me nowadays, I can't say that uh, concretely every day I take something of my military experience. I can say that uh, there are many stories that I recall. Stick with you. That's why. Um. In, uh, can you describe me more about what did you uh, did in the army? What was the, what with unit and? Okay, I was uh, mostly uh, combat paramedics, competitive mm-hmm. paramedics, mm-hmm. and uh, I was attached to various military units mm-hmm. um, around Lebanon. So I didn't serve most of the time as a integral part of the unit, but I just joined them for few months did whatever combat mm-hmm. activities they did and if someone in that military force or someone else uh, was wounded in one way or mm-hmm. another then it uh, was my job to, to try and address it yes um, let's get political and let's like uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said let's talk do mm-hmm. um, what do you think do you think that Do you think and how do you think that uh, the Arab Spring will influence Israel? Uh, how do you think it's going to influence or not? What is your mm-hmm. thoughts about it? I think that obviously it's going to, it is influencing and it's going to mm-hmm. influence even more in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because Israel lives in that part of the world. And I think that many other countries such as the U.S. Uh, usually very far away from that region... Mm-hmm. are also and will also be in, uh, and that's right and um, I think that in the lo- in the, in the short run it uh, probably will increase Israel's sense of insecurity Israel peace agreements were forged with Uh, dictatorial regimes around mostly in Egypt mm-hmm. and Jordan Israel came to near peace understandings with um, the former Assad the father of the present Assad mm-hmm. and uh, Israel like many western countries find it uh, almost easier and more suggestive to to, to deal with um, With uh, dictators mm-hmm. around this the the semi democracies emerging around um, are quite a challenge. The spillover of internal chaos onto border violence, let's say between Egypt and Israel. When Egyptian Egyptian army is so much and captured by violence inside Egypt that it can hardly address violence on the border mm-hmm. committed by Egyptians on the borders between Egypt and Israel and, and inflicted upon Israel, this would also probably increase the sense of insecurity of Israelis. But I think that in the long run, if some sort of democracy would actually persist because we don't know that yet mm-hmm. uh, we must remember that many uh, dictatorships came to power 
um, on the wings of democratic or supposedly democratic elections, the most famous cases, of course, of Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamas also came to power through democratic elections and in the Palestinian territories. But once it it came to power, it, uh, it became very reluctant to share this power, nor to submit to re-elections. So we don't know whether I'll, there would be... Uh, democracy. That's right. We don't know whether there would be another set of democratic elections in Egypt, mm-hmm. so let's say. But if, democr- if the, uh, democracy persists there, then I think that many arms are inclined to address more material interest of uh, Arab societies and Arab individuals and concentrate on what on, on, on issues that Israel can contribute very much toward the resolution mm-hmm. of and so I think that in the long run uh, it might be actually a, a good thing for Israel if it could come to some sort of economic cooperation mm-hmm. with other countries around As we know there is a in January, I think, there is an upcoming... January or February? January. January. Uh, upcoming election in Israel. How do you um, think that this election will be um, different from the others? There is, you think there's going to be a new forces to emerge? You think there's going to be uh, a new uh, saying to the world by the election? Or you're being... Uh, uh, without any hope for the, for the, other, for the world? Well, I think that these uh, elections reminds me very much of elections in the 50s and 60s in the sense that to many Israelis it seems that the identity of the ruling party mm-hmm. and the prime minister is already decided. Yeah. That Likud and under Netanyahu would return to government. Mm-hmm. This is very different from most elections uh, campaigns in Israeli mm-hmm. history, where you had a sense of a real competition. Uh, so I think that this is, for me, the most important thing politically about these elections. Now, about the outcome of the elections mm-hmm. uh, to Israel, to the world, um, I'm far from being optimistic. I think that uh, the same stagnation uh, promoted by Netanyahu and Likud would probably um, continue. We'd see no real attempt to address some of the dear needs of Israelis and of Israeli society. That is, no internal reforms would take place. Also, no external attempts to reach a better deals with Palestinians and with others, let's say mm. the Turks or the Iranians uh, uh, or even the Egyptians uh, might emerge out of this election. So in so far as uh, uh, some progress might be foresee- foreseeable, it's only, I'm afraid, by virtue of external intervention. Um, you mentioned the Palestinian, uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Do you think, as uh, most of the world, that the really only solution right now is two uh, states, to two nation, to the uh, a state to the Palestinian? I think that uh, 
now there's even this solution is uh, unreachable um, mm-hmm. because the Palestinians are not ready to have a state of their own economically, politically. Uh, their political uh, system has been fragmented uh, beyond perhaps repair. Uh, there is daily violence between Hamas and Fatah in the West Bank and uh, to a lesser extent in the Gaza Strip just because so many Hamas members, uh, sorry, Fatah members were already murdered by uh, Hamas. Um, so I think that politically, economically, Culturally, there's hardly an infrastructure for a Palestinian state. Mm-hmm. In the, but I think that it's in Israel's interest just for its mere survival to reach some sort of a separation and to uh, evacuate most of the settlers from the West Bank and posit some sort of a relatively clear boundary between Israel and the chaos that uh, that uh, uh, would probably persist in the West Bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would also enable Israel to concentrate on its own severe internal mm-hmm. problems. In the longer run, I'm really far from being certain that the two-state solution is a right desirable, state. nor even uh, 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 possible. It might be that uh, what we are really uh, uh, witnessing right now is a return to an Egyptian dominance in the Gaza Strip and perhaps calling to a Jordanian some sort of return to the West Bank. Mm -hmm. So perhaps we are on the verge of a return to a pre-1967 situation in which Egypt... Um, rules the Gaza Strip in one way or another and Jordan rules the West Bank. I'm, I, I'm not saying that it would return precisely to the same conditions it were then, but mm. perhaps there would be no independent Palestinian sense in a state in this sense, but rather uh, two Palestinian entities affiliated with two Arab countries, and, and that's all. This is also a possibility to reckon with. And final question, if you were uh, the Israeli Prime Minister for one day, mm-hmm. what was the first topic you would address to? I think the most important thing is to secure Israel's existence and that is to put a border between Israel and the great bulk of Palestinians in the West uh, Bank. To take it down? Sorry? To, no, no, to actually oh. to erect a border. I mean, mm-hmm. perhaps the separation uh, 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 wall should be the path of mm-hmm. that um, interim uh, border. Perhaps another border should be devised, but to put a border... Uh, the second most important thing, if you would indulge me, in that day to be able to do two things, and uh, and mind you, Israeli Prime Minister is hardly capable of doing anything with the impossible coalitions they have. So right. And uh, but uh, had they been that exceptional Prime Minister who is able to do in one day two things and not only one, then I say I would say that um, the second most important thing is to put 
a border inside Israel in the sense of making it clear what are the basic rules for Israelis to operate on, basic equalities to all Israelis, equal budgets to Israeli Arabs, and equal obligations to Israeli Arabs and Israeli ultra-Orthodox. This, I think, is perhaps as important, and if not just slightly less important, than the first task. As I might say, um, I think uh, you're right about that. That's the first topic that I will address to as an uh, Israeli citizen and an Israeli prime minister, separate the idea of, a Jew- of a Jewish religion from the Jewish state, uh, from the Israeli state. Separate the idea and equal obligation to all of the streams in the society. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Thank you very much, Mr. Daniel. Thank it was you. my pleasure. Thank you. Um, I hope you become prime minister, <laughs> at least for one day and do it. And very soon. I doubt please. it. I doubt it. Thank you. Thank you.